Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to The Bunker with Andy and Freddy. Welcome, everybody, back to the bunker. I, as always, am your host, Andy Burrows, and I'm joined by one of my co-hosts today, Mr. Andy Lockhart. Andy, how are you, brother? Yeah, I'm good, pal. How are you doing? I, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. It's Christmas, yeah, you know, yeah, the, the yeah. season of giving and goodwill. And Jesus, aren't the commanders <laughs> in, the, in the giving mood? Uh, Freddie can't be with <laughs> us today, but we are joined by uh, our good buddy, Mr. Scott Hartley. Scott, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm great, Andy. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, appreciate being back on. So, yeah, all good at my end. No worries. And we, we've we've delved into enemy territory. Uh, we're, we're having like an opposition recap as well. Someone who I've linked up with in the past on various different podcasts. He is a really, really good dude. Mr. Dion Johnson, San Francisco 49ers fan. Mr. Dion Johnson. Dion, how are you, brother? I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself? Good, good to be here with you guys. Nice. Nah, it's good to have you on, Dion. We always sit here as Washington Commanders fans and try and break down games. So it'll be good. We thought it'd be good to get a, another perspective uh, from a 49ers fan. We've done opposition fans before uh, games that we've never really done it after. So, Dion, your 49ers beat our Washington Commanders uh, this past Saturday evening, uh, 37 to 20. Um what did you make of the game? Did you think, you know, a lot of people didn't give our commanders a hope in hell. Uh, I mean, it was a lot tighter for the first half, really. And I mean, we're going to get into it later. I mean, if the commanders could put the ball in from the one yard line, it might be have been a completely different story. But you've obviously got your own quarterback drama going on. It's not just us that it happens to. What did you make of the game on Saturday, my friend? I think things worked out well for us. Um, yes, in the beginning, it definitely was a struggle. I honestly anticipated this game being more of a defensive type of game for both teams because both defenses are great. Your defense on the other, you know, on that Washington Commanders team is no joke. Like us putting up, you know, the, the 37 that we put up, I definitely didn't anticipate that much. I anticipated anywhere from about 21 to 25 points at a max. So uh, your run defense is extremely stout. That that is a beautiful thing. What people what people don't understand is the numbers for the run uh, for the rushing totals get inflated because of that big run by Ray Ray McLeod for seventy one yards. Christian McCaffrey was averaging three point something yards a carry um, versus you guys, so you guys were definitely doing your thing. Like that, your run defense is stout, man, and that front four is something something serious right there, man. Um, you know. Uh, but for me, I definitely took away from it that the ball keeps rolling for the Niners. It's another W. It's another uh, another eight-game win streak uh, in the Kyle Shanahan era. And, you know, uh, much respect to um, Jahan Dotson, man. I love that kid. Him and uh, Terry McLaurin. You know, McLaurin came on toward the end of the game. Um, but still, as you see, look what happens when they did get him the ball. You know, right there at the goal line. Then the touchdown, like – you know, you, you guys have a very formidable team, man, and I'm, I'm very happy to see uh, what you guys have in store for the future. 
Yeah, I mean, Dion, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on. Obviously, I know you're I know you from a 49ers, uh, you do a lot of 49ers podcast work and stuff like that. But from your point of view, what did what did you take away from the Washington Commanders? Because we talk about it every week. And obviously, it's good from your perspective, from the outside looking in. Like you say, you mentioned Terry there, you mentioned Dotson. I mean, our team get, you know, you probably, well, you probably don't see a lot in 49ers land on Twitter because you're actually quite good. We get bashed quite a lot. I mean, um, what did you make of the whole Washington Commanders thing? Obviously, we've got so much that goes on with our organisation, but I've said this for a while now. Uh, we put, and, you know, and Scott and Andy have said it, our, our offensive weapons right now are probably some of the best we've had in many, many a seasons. Our defence is one of the best we've had in many, many a seasons. The O-line... That's up for debate. But from the outside looking in, what did you make of what you saw from the commanders on Saturday night? I mean, you guys looked good. It wasn't that you looked bad. It's just there's certain things that just didn't go in, you know, in your favor. To be honest with you, when I look at the commanders as a whole, where it starts for me is it starts on that O-line. See, some people like to build a team, you know, from the inside out. They want to go defense, you know, start defense and build that way and then build the offense. Me, personally, if you want to win games, sometimes your offense has to show up and they've got to put up points. Honestly, I believe if you sure up that O-line and, uh, you know, you guys figure out the QB situation, I think you'll be perfectly fine because you, you have the requisite weapons. I think the only thing you're really void of, honestly, is your tight end. Um, you know, the guy that you got right now is kind of a bit of a stopgap. I don't see him being your franchise tight end or being a guy that's going to make that big of an impact. But um, I would say probably that's that's the two spot. Just sure up the O-line and just figure out what you want to do with QB. And you guys have everything else literally sitting there waiting for, you know, for, for somebody to take it. Uh, I, I don't see an issue with Ron Rivera being your head coach. I love that. I don't like your owner at by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I don't think a lot of the Commanders fans like the Neither owner in general. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, it's just a situation of making sure that that O-line is stout. And I, I honestly, your defense, I have, I don't see it. Uh, there's not a way that you guys there, – there's not a spot specifically that says you need help there. Mm. Like, everybody on that defense is stellar, man. And I kid you not, when he was – when Montez Sweat was coming out, I wanted him. I was like, oh, I need that guy to be a Niner. He is definitely amazing. I, I love that kid. Chase Young, you know, he had his first action back, uh, had a nice little batted pass and whatnot. But honestly, that that's it for me. Just sure up that O-line, figure out what you want to do with the QB position. And to be honest with you, stick with the QB. You got to ride with these guys, you know, day in, day out, week in, week out, you know, through their ups, through their downs. I know it's easy for me to say right now because Purdy's on a roll. But believe me, I, I've been a Niner fan since 1985. So I didn't see the good. I didn't see the bad. I didn't see the ugly. I didn't watch this draft a quarterback that none of you will know by the name of Jim Druckenmiller. And that just his last name. I was like, yeah, no, he ain't going around. <laughs> he failed. We had guys like Tim Rattay, like where we had everybody quarterback in this team. I want to say probably after that Super Bowl in the nineties, it was just a carousel of quarterbacks, you know, but I think if you guys figure that out, that's all you really need, man. You guys are are on the come up. Um, you're in the best division of football as of right now, and heck, all four teams could go to the playoffs. And yeah. it bodes well for you guys if you play a divisional opponent because mm. it makes life easier. You know why? You see them two times a year. You know what they're gonna do. Yeah. So you just got to plan for it, execute it, and hey, man, if you guys go out there and punch the Dallas Cowboys in the mouth <laughs> and take. 
and 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 get get that as a as a wild card victory, oh, bro, believe me, I'd be so I I would be elated because mm. it would just mean that they fell again, and I would love that because so I'm pretty sure you guys hate the Cowboys just as much as I do. Yes, uh, Dion, you're gonna you fit in fine here, bro. You hate the Cowboys, you know. You're a good, you're a good dude. Uh, Dion. You mentioned uh, stop gap there. Brock Purdy, mate, have you found the new Tom Brady? No, no, we did not. <laughs> I will not do that. You will not catch me on this podcast saying that I found Brock Purdy. I like Brock Purdy. I love what he's doing. He looks fantastic, and things are working. Um, you know, one one of the guys I was on with uh, Wayne Breezy earlier. Uh, today um, and one one of the guys that he brought on made 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 a very valid point. You know, we all say that we have to see him in tough situations, but to be honest with you, we don't really want the tough situations. We don't want him to be down and have to come back. I'll take these kind of games all day. You ain't got to bother me. I don't need you. My my number one thing is I don't need my quarterback to go out there and and, and be Patrick Mahomes if what we're doing is working. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, it, it does present some questions. I can tell you this. If the young man rolls like this and rolls into the playoffs, even rips off a few playoff wins, even if we get eliminated, that puts a question mark on the franchise. Now we have another damn quarterback controversy. We're already trying to get Jimmy out of here, you know, and pretty much he's gone, man. I, You know, if I'm him, I'm smart. I don't, I, I don't want – I don't set foot on the field for the 49ers ever again. You know why? Because I want my ankle to be 120% healthy. I don't want to risk any more injury, and I want to go get my money. He's a quarterback. Quarterback is the high, highest paid position in the league. So what do you do? You say to yourself, you know what? Let me get this ankle fully right. Let me make sure that I have the papers there to show that I'm cleared. I'm 120%. And then let me tell my my uh, my agent, hey, look, man, let's go on out here and get this dude some money, you know, you're going out there and find me the biggest bag you can find because somebody's going to overpay Jimmy Garoppolo. Happens every year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. Do you, th- do you think he's a good player for us, for the commanders? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, with the weapons you have, yeah. He would love Curtis Samuel because they use Curtis the way they use Debo. So hmm. here's the thing. Make sure you're if you if you have Jimmy – this is what I'll tell you from, from experiencing him over the last couple of years. You're going to have uh-oh type moments. You're going to be like, why did you throw that ball? That didn't make any damn sense. You're going to have moments where you're like, oh, shit, he did, did he really do that? Damn. He does have a quick release. He is a good football player. I just feel bad for you when the playoffs come around. He just he, he never does enough. And, and I know a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, you can't take that away from him. Yes, I can, because I can look at his stats and I can tell you why I can take it away from him. I can actually present you a valid argument to say that everything he did in the playoffs barely mattered because all those wins came off the backs of the defense, special teams, and the run game. It's like, yeah, you threw a touchdown, but honestly, if you take your touchdown away, it doesn't change the outcome of the game. There's only two games where he mattered. And the two games where he mattered was when we lost. And that was the NFC Championship game earlier this year. We needed him to, hey, look, man, we backed up. No, Tart didn't get the interception, so on and so forth. And what do you do? Get sacked and throw an interception. Good job, dummy. Then you go back to the Super Bowl. You can't make that throw. You overthrow the dude, but we all know he's not a good deep ball thrower. 
So I can tell you this, your routes are going to get shorter and probably anything inside of 20 yards is going to be where he will live. He likes to live over the middle and you know, you, you're going to, you're probably going to need a good serviceable tight end uh, guy that can catch and a guy that can block because he loved him some Kittle. So it may or may not be with you guys, but you have Carson Wentz. How much longer do you guys have Carson Wentz for? Because I know he's getting paid a handsome ransom. Yeah, the minute through the end of the season, and then well, well, I'll be Dion. I'll be amazed if he is a commander come the start of next season with the money that he's being paid. Yeah, because I think he's getting paid a, a big chunk, and if his guaranteed money's gone, then you're easy to get off that contract. Mm-hmm. And if that if that's the case, then yeah, you can cut him without having any issues but if he's still got some guaranteed money left you got to figure out how to match that in because i mean hell every team is still playing somebody that's not technically playing for them you know yeah, yeah well, we'll keep no, it that respect yeah call me. Call me. he's got no money at all um at the end of the season and it's a complete dead um dead contract so he's 28 million oh, this year. absolutely nothing at all at the end of the season oh then yeah you guys are free and clear of him now that the key is do you go after Jimmy and pay him a handsome ransom? Or do you say, let me look into the draft and try to find one of these QBs? I think the kid uh, Caleb from uh, SC is there. They've got a couple of other cats that look that actually look like, you know, starting caliber quarterbacks. The sad part is Brock Purdy is literally leading the all-rookie QBs in passing touchdowns, and man, they played before games. Like, that's bad. I've got a quick one for you, Dion, if that's all right, Andy, yeah. just to just Yeah, go for it, brother. Go for it, man. Um, and I, I was listening to... You guys can ask me as many questions as you need. So. Perfect. I was listening to um, a guy called Nick Wagner on John Kimes' no. podcast, who's our uh, ES, ESPN guy, and I think he's your ESPN guy for the 40s. Yeah, Wagner's good. Really good, dude. And, um, Great. He, he was basically saying, look, if you could put anybody at quarterback in this in this um, setup that you've got... Um, at the 49ers and they're probably going to get 200 yards and two TDs. And it seems like that is the case with uh, Brock Purdy coming in. We were just debating this before that I actually think you're the best team in the NFC. I really do. I think that you, the way you set it up, the way you go around, I think you give the Eagles a hard time on any given day, no problem whatsoever. And you've got weapons in key positions. And I think the commanders are very much like that. They seem to have taken your strengths and built a round in the same sort of way in the hope that we can just plug in a few positions here and there like O-line and a QB and then see where we go deep into the playoffs. How do you think your playoff run's going to go this year then? Obviously you're AFC West champions. That's 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 job done. The ticket to the dance is punched. So where do you think how do you think you'll do? That is a, a great question and it's really hard to answer because I died work in the playoffs strictly based on the fact that teams are different in the playoffs. There's a different gear. There's a different level of uh, sense of urgency uh, to be cliche about it that tells you, hey, I've got to get this win because it's, it's literally one and done. You know, it's in basketball, it's in baseball where, you you know, you lose a game, come back, play another one. It, football ain't like that. It's straight up, hey, you go out of here, you get this W, you move forward. You don't get this W, you go home, sit on the couch like everybody else. Uh, I do believe that we, at a minimum, will make the NFC Championship game. At a minimum, we will do that. Now, beyond that, it's a question mark for me because, I mean, hey, you know, we we don't deal well with mobile QBs. We do not. And if Jalen Hurts is out there running around, that's going to kill us. 
because that's our that's literally our Achilles heel. That is the only problem that we have on our defense is mobile QBs. So if we got to come up against Jalen Hurts and play him, man, in that NFC Championship game, the key will be stopping his mobility because he is really smart and he knows when to use that mobility and when not to. Some mobile quarterbacks are reckless. They just fly all over the place. Not Jalen Hurts. He knows when to run, how to run, and when to get down. So if we do play them, yes, we we match up very well against Philly. But the one thing that I will say is, you know, that's that's that game where you got to be on your P's and Q's because it's extremely hard to stop A.J. Brown, to stop Devontae Smith, to make sure that their run game doesn't get going. Like, there's a variety of weapons for him to go to. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're just hoping and praying that somebody, you know, kicks them out before we have to get to them, make our road a little bit easier. But if not, we're all for the competition. So, NFC Championship at a minimum. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Dion, Dion, it's been good to have you come on, mate, and give a a different perspective from a 49ers uh, point of view. And it's good to hear you talk so favorably about our commanders as well, because trust me, Dion, you've only got to look on our Twitter, my friend. It's not too great at the moment, sir. It's not too great at the moment. It's always like that whenever your team isn't necessarily doing the greatest, you'll see that, the, you know, the people go into, you know, shock and disarray and they, they, they go crazy. But this is what I will tell you. Continue to stay with your team. You guys are on an upward trajectory. You just got to get – I'm telling you right now, your draft next year, if you don't go after a quarterback in free agency, should be O-line, O-line, uh, and – Oh, yeah, O-line. <laughs> yeah. Shores that up. If your quarterback is standing up straight, but he's just trashed, then that means that the quarterback's garbage. But yeah. if your quarterback doesn't have a lot of time or there's certain spots on your line that you feel a little shaky about for the system that you're running as far as offensively, you want to make sure you get the right guys. That's why Shanahan is always bringing in dudes that he previously had because he's like, okay, I don't have to teach him so much. He already knows enough. But for you guys, you're on an upper trajectory. Taylor Heineke, honestly, to me, was a revelation. Kid, you know, came in and did some good things. I think even if you do go out and get a new starting quarterback, you don't let him go. You keep him there because he's he's like the perfect insurance when you think about it. If I go get a starting quarterback that can win me, you know, 10 to, 10 to 12 games, but that quarterback goes down for three to four, I know in that span of time I can go at least – you know, 500 at a minimum. So I'm not going to wind up kicking myself in the butt too long because backup is exactly what a backup is. You're not supposed to be in there all day. You're supposed to be there for a moment. You're supposed to be here when we're blowing teams out and you kneel down and stuff like that. But I I do believe in you guys. I hope that you guys uh, continue to progress. I want nothing but the best for the commanders. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see you guys competitive. I love that defense. Continue to keep doing what you're doing. Do not stop. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you get that piece of crap owner you have out of here, your franchise might sway <laughs> in a whole different direction. Dion, this is why I wanted you on, my man. We we hear Washington voices week in, week out. It's good to hear from someone like you, brother. I know that you're out there doing uh, doing the hard graft as well. We're uh, podcasting and talking about the 49ers, my man. It's been good to hear you come on and talk a little bit about the 49ers commanders game. Uh, just briefly, Dion, I follow you on social media, my man. You're a good follow on Twitter. You're a good guy. Just tell our listeners where they can find you, brother, if they want to check you out. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, to everyone that, that that's here, Andy, Andy, and Scott, I appreciate you guys for uh, allowing me on your platform. Um, Niner Gang Podcast on YouTube. That's number nine, E-R-G-A-N-G, Space Podcast. 
Um, you can find me there and then 49er underscore Dion on Instagram. And you can find me at Swift D S W I F as in Frank T as in Tom D E E on Twitter. Um, th- those are that, that's where you'll find me. You'll find me on any of the podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. I, uh, post my content and I load it up there. I've got this, uh, nice little company called Podserve um, FM that helps me out with that 20 bucks a month. And they'll put your podcast up on every platform. It makes my life that much easier. Yeah, no, it's been, Dion, it's been brilliant to have you on, my man. I know you've done a few things over here with the, with the UK guys. You're very popular over here in the UK, my man. So <laughs> I, I'm really grateful that you could take some time to come on our podcast. And I'll, I'll catch up with you soon, bro. All right. I appreciate you for having me on. And I have to say this, guys, I know you're probably going to be a little pissed off, but viva la France. Ah, I am, Dion, man. I, you had to undo part- all your hard work, didn't you? <laughs> I know. I am, I am part French. It really hurt that we lost, but Mbappe, that, that guy is amazing. Flat out amazing. Uh, my Dion, I take everything back I said about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Once I get a couple of Brits in here that say something like that, I figured that's the easiest way to end it. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a good way to end it. Dion, uh, take care, my man. It's been really good having you on. And uh, England will get you again, mate. Don't worry about that. you know what we'll do a special podcast if that happens again i'll be there brother when he scores 12 goals on you i want Uh, you to come on jeez my god (laughs) take care my man we'll speak to you soon cheers brother boys always a pleasure to chat to dion and you know what it's refreshing to hear someone talk about our commanders you know we we hear washington voices week in week out how refreshing was it that you know we we say it all the time you know, our offense is really good. Our defense is really good. To hear Dion, that's why I wanted to get him on. I've known Dion for a little bit of time now. Uh, I was on a podcast with him about a year ago, and I said, look, when we do play, I, I want to get you on because he always talks very favorable of the Washington Commanders. I mean, um, Scotty, it's good to hear, right, because, you know, we see social media with Washington. And before we get into breaking down this game, that's a 49ers fan. He, you know, he hasn't got no allegiances to us, and he, speak, he spoke very favorable of our organization and our team. Well, yeah, he did. He was really, it was really refreshing to hear that, that, you know, that they're looking at it from um, the 49ers perspective and seeing this team that we support and saying, well, we've got a really stout defense and the offense isn't far away. And really it cements what we think as well as fans, you know, that we aren't too far away really. And we do have a few problems that need to be ironed out, um, which we've talked about before, O-line, O-line and O-line. But um, and I'm sure Scouts will tell you the same thing. But yeah, it's really nice to hear that from an opposition's point of view, really. And um, yeah, great, great to have him on. Good guest, Andy. So no, he's a, he's a he's a good dude. But guys, let's get into it briefly. Um, Thirty-seven to twenty on Saturday evening uh, to the San Francisco 49ers over our Washington Commanders, uh, Mister Lockhart. Sir, what was your main takeaway from the game? Up. Uh, pretty much know where we've all been going recently. Obviously, we mentioned the O-line a hell of a lot and we've got another quarterback debate going on this week. Hopefully, it'll be decided fairly early on, Wentz and Heineke. I personally think it's going to be Wentz straight away, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Andy, what, what was your main takeaways from the game? Because uh, we've spoken in our WhatsApp group and we've spoken, you know, we've done another podcast with uh, the good guys over at the Burgundy Zone today. We were in that game at the start. If you look, Scotty, me, you and I spoke earlier. Dotson, if he catches the second play or third play of the game, I think he ends up in the end zone. Fast forward uh, half a quarter, we've got the ball past the one yard line. We're literally on the goal line and we can't punch it in. 
that gives us the lead. You know, so there were so many variables to this game where it might have been different. I mean, 37-20 isn't very flattering overall, but there's tiny little things as fans and as, you know, people who evaluate games that you're always going to pick out. You know, we do that through all sport. But what was your main takeaway from the game, Andy? I think uh, missed opportunities. That has to be the main the main thing, as you mentioned there. You mentioned the dots and the drop. After I think it was a set, I think it was a second play of the game, um, and that that would have been a touchdown because he burnt, he burned the, the the actual DB. So, uh, so that would have been a touchdown hundred um, percent. I do think, it, I just find like um, Scott Turner is just he's he's being more detrimental. To the team than actually than actually a positive if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, especially when we get in the red zone, he just does not he just does, he doesn't scheme up anything good. It's and it's always and you never get Brian Robson involved uh, Robinson involved at all. Um, I just don't understand. I don't understand why he doesn't get the bruiser that that you need, especially in those short yardage ones. Like the, the, you mentioned the one on the on the one yard line. Who'd you go with? You go to Gibson. Mm. Like what's that? Like what's that? He's not a bruising running back. You know, yeah. he's a wide receiver come running back. So why are you so why are you give it him up the gut? I don't understand the play call. Like it's happened, it happens every week though. This is the problem. It isn't just a one-off or it was just bad calling one time. No, he's like that all again, all game, all every game. And this is why he's so poor in the red zone. I think we're like 28th ranked, I think, in the whole NFL of uh of red zone to t- touchdown percentage, I think. So you know, and it's all it's all on Scott because it has to be. It has to be schemed. It has to be the scheme. The players are good enough. You mentioned that the quality running, the running backs and the wide receivers we've got. Uh, okay, QB is a bit shaky and the O-line we know is terrible, but it's normally good enough to get a few yards, especially four and one or, or first and goal. And But yeah, we couldn't get it in in four attempts. I mean, come on. Do you know what I mean? So um, so that's on scheme now. So again, I, I'm, bl- I'm, I'm blaming Scott Turner for that. I think we played very... Um, passive in the game as well, especially on defense. I mean, um, you know, our defense, yeah, you say it's it, it's very good and stuff, but there is glaring holes there, especially when you've got St. Saint Goat, who's been injured, and he come back in and he was awful. And he, he tweaked his ankle again straight away, and he was out. So, or he tried to play on, but he wasn't he wasn't effective at all. Um, and also, we had Cam Curl out, which was an absolute huge, huge miss for us, and that's why Kittle killed us. Uh, because you'd you'd have kept him quiet to be fair, um, but the shell the shell zone defense that he's playing on the secondary side of things was just it just wasn't good enough. Do you know what I mean? It's, you want to try and beat these guys, you got to put pressure on the QB. You have to make the QB make mistakes, and we didn't. We didn't. We didn't get enough pressure. You know, it's, it was just very very passive overall. It was, it was a bit upsetting, really. I mean, I didn't expect to win the game. Don't get me wrong. Um, no, I actually put a bet on it. it was that's a thirty four. To seventeen, Ooh, so I wasn't close. too far off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just three points either way there. So it could have been, could have been, could have been a grand up there if that came in. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you remember that. But uh, but 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 yeah. So I, I wasn't too far off my prediction. Um, but I wasn't expecting us to get anywhere near them. To be fair, and we were in the game, and that's what kind of annoyed me really. We were in the game up up until like kind of half time, midway through the third, and mm-hmm. then and then obviously then then, then Taylor went nightmare in, in the fourth. And yeah, was just all open, but but yeah, I think we've got to we've got to do we've got we've got to we've, we've got to be perfect to beat teams like that who are meant to be better than us to play the way we play. 
we have to be perfect. We can't afford to miss those four and ones. Um, sorry, first and goals. Um, the dots and uh, drop. You, you, you can't afford those things. For was it even like the first and? Was it even on the one yard? It was inside the one yard. Yeah, it was like half how, yard. Yeah, how like in the, the living hell do you not put the ball in the end zone? I mean, yeah. gee, sweet. Gee, I mean, the problem is, and I mean, Scott, I come to you, mate. Um, mm-hmm. I, we've seen this like countless times, and. And uh, Lockhart's right. Scouse is right. You know, absolutely. Scott Turner's got a shoulder, a lot of this responsibility. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's plenty of people out there that want the coaching changes and yada, yada, yada. And we can get into that a little bit later. For me, Scott Turner's time at Washington is done. I don't want to see him here next season. I mean, I don't I mean that to sound horribly. And I'm sure he's a nice guy. And, you know, but like um, our, my my football manager on a, on a Saturday, uh, Joe at Dunstable, nice guys don't win you nothing. He might be a nice guy to go and have a pizza with, but nice guys don't win you jack shit. I mean, there's a few people like that on our O-line. I mean, for me, Scott, uh, Scott Turner has to be gone at the end of the season. There has to be someone out. And that could be to Ron Rivera's detriment because I think that's the only thing, and I, I love Ron, the only thing that kind of lets him down is his loyalty. And loyalty is a great thing. We all have it in sport, in life, you are loyal. But sometimes you can be blinded by loyalty. Do you think that Ron Rivera is blinded by loyalty to Scott Turner? I do a little bit. And the reason I say this is there's, pr- there's proof out there. I mean, look at when we got rid of Sam Mills. You know, we got rid of Sam Mills from the um, from the defensive uh, line coach. And then we've got in um, Jeff Scanina. And look at the way that they've played as a unit. I mean, I don't think that the blame is all on William Jackson III. I think it was a heavy part of it. But in a way, Ron can be too loyal at times. Um, and I think that for the last three weeks on both of the coordinators, the blame is probably equally shared. You know, we've 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 seen to become a shell of ourselves. Really, um, the shell defense, as uh, Scouse pointed out, there, it's been like that for the last three weeks, where we've been playing soft coverage. You know, the constant um, dropbacks. You know, the seven step drops, five step five step dropbacks. It's almost inherent with Scott Turner where we have these 15 set plays that we have to call at the beginning of the game. And every time we call these 15 plays, it doesn't matter what we do. You know, the first thing that Scouse text through in our uh, WhatsApp group was, oh, look, there you go, first down, it's a run. It's every single week, it's designed plays that he will not get away from himself. And then when we get into the second or third quarter, again, I think you, Burroughs, you pointed out as well, was... he then seems to just get inside himself and go, right, well, we're down on the scoreboard, so therefore I've got to throw now. And he abandons the run game completely. Now, I'm not saying against the number one defence in the 49ers in the whole of the NFL, you're going to get much change out of the run game. And we didn't get much change out of the run game at all. But this has been evident for a good two, three weeks now, where, in my opinion, I don't think both um, offensive, both offensive and defensive coordinators have called a good game, e- either of them. Now, that's not all on Jack. I think Jack's got a bit of... He's got a bit of um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's he's got a bit of time in his in his corner still, you know, because he knows that he's got a really good. He's um, turned it around to be fair to him. People were calling for his head, me included. Yeah, you know, I was I was the same. I'll be the first one to eat humble pie and say I Mm. wanted rid of him too. Likewise. Oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah. After week five, I was I was screaming for his head to be fair. Yeah, because he Mm. was just that soft, and he was still allowing teams just to run and throw all over us all the way through the game. You know, our guys were ten yards off off the line of off the line of like what off the line of game what they needed. You know what I mean? Like whatever point it was, so if they did five yards, we'd be fifteen yards off the ball. Like it doesn't make any sense. Do you know what I mean? Um, you only understand you're trying to stop the big, huge, over the top play. But to be fair, we still got burned, especially against the 49ers. We got burned to a Brock Purdy, who was basically yep. a 
He he is their Taylor Hunt. We Taylor did Hunt. we did give their best it. player half the filter. I mean, how we left Kittle un, no wow, one near wide him. Open. Yeah, what? and I'm yeah, not talking. There's Defoe, yeah, McKean. Defoe, yeah. We left them all wide open at times. You're thinking, don't get me wrong. If you had people like Camco and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, huge huge miss, Russ. But you could not leave Kittle loss. with half of the field to run into and expect no. to win games of football. I mean, he, 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 I mean you Pete, could see him literally catch the ball and thinking. Oh, Jesus Christ, there's no one near me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the empty yeah, sets, yeah. Andy, that gets me. You know, yeah. why are you doing empty sets and mm. thinking, yeah, we're going to get away with this? When it's it, Then when you're in an empty set setup, it's quite easy. Everybody knows you're throwing the ball. Mm. You know, there's no, there's, not, there's nothing there. So yeah. that makes it a lot easier for this defense who you're going against to understand the play call and think, right, I know what we're going to do here. We're going to, we're going to contain. Then they will play soft. And that's where you throw in interceptions because people are panicking. And as you said, um, Scouse, it is down to play calling. And I think I, I'm agreeing with you both here. I think Scott Turner's got two more games and then he's gone. Um, mm. And I think it will be to the detriment of Ron. If Ron wants to keep his job even longer, because we all think um, he deserves to stay here at least one more year, ownership change might have a, have a say with that after the next season. But if he wants to solidify that job, he needs to get someone else calling plays on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I, I mean, mean, talk, I mean no, I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, there's still um, two games to go. We win those, we're in. And that's two out of three seasons runs been in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a great, you know, I mean? you know, it's still in so, our hands. You know, I mean, we could get in on Sunday with, you know, permutations yeah. going our way. Yeah, if know. everything goes right, yeah. Because, you know, yeah. look at this weekend, you know, a lot of teams lost at the fact that we've still got, we still are the seventh seed and we've still got a chance. I mean... Um, now, 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 aren't we happy with the half game tie now? Oh, yeah, no one's moaning about this <laughs> yeah. one now. Yeah, because if we, we didn't, it w- we would, the yeah. Lions would be ahead of Lions us now. Lions would be ahead of us, yeah. yeah. So, exactly, exactly. Mm, exactly. Um, Scott, just moving on to, uh, to wrap up the show today. Obviously, uh, a certain Mr. Wentz come back in in the uh, the fourth quarter. Heineke is the love affair over for me, most probably. I mean, I know Mr. Lockhart, Mr. Scouse, you've got some opinions on this, which are, you know, very conspiracy theory. But when you listen to him, and I'll, I'll come to Andy at the end and I'll let him put his point across. Mm-hmm. But um, Scotty. Who for you, my friend, moving forward this Sunday, Ron Rivera announced on uh, after the game straight away on Sunday, he said, look, we're going to make a decision early. We're going to let everyone, we're going to let the you guys know, we're going to let uh, Heineke or Wentz know. I'm expecting the decision tomorrow when we're back at practice moving forward for this game this Sunday. Um, for you, is it now time we see Wentz again? A lot of people, it's gone backwards and forwards on social media. A lot of people are like, well, no, let's just stick with Heineke. Went, you know, I've got. I'm of the argument with. Well, you could put prime 2012 RG3 back there with this O line. It wouldn't matter, you know. With this O line, it wouldn't really matter if you had 2012 RG3 back there. You know, you could have anyone back there if you can't protect them. No matter who you are, how how good you are at scrambling, how good you are in the pocket, this O line literally can't protect anything right now. And as well as we praise Jack Del Rio for turning uh, it round, this O line really now need to stand up. Be counted because you've got two games. And like Andy just said, like Scouse just said, you've got two games to get into the playoffs. We might only need one. You're going to definitely want to try and win both of them to guarantee that you're in them playoffs. So for you, Scotty, Wentz, Heineke, where are you, my friend? Yeah, I think it's going to be Wentz. Um, And the way he came in in the fourth quarter, yeah, a lot of it was garbage time. I get that. But you could see the difference immediately on the way that the ball is coming out of his hand. It's coming out quicker. Um, he's got a better arm than Taylor Heineke. 
The O-line, as we've already discussed, it doesn't matter who you've got back there, they're going to get sacked, they're not going to get protected. But you always have that chance that if you're in a pocket and you can step up into the pocket, you've got a bit of a better chance of getting the ball out. Because also that's something that Taylor can't do, and that is down, not down to anything other than his size. He can't step forward into the pocket and deliver the throw if he needs to. So if the protection falls down and there is that space in between, Wentz can step forward and throw the ball out and get get rid of the ball quicker, quicker than dancing Taylor Heineke going out to the right. What I do, again, it's another problem, is I don't think they've designed plays for Taylor Heineke to, to do the running. He's gone away from what we were used to seeing. You know, the I know he got injured a lot. Um, he got injured, obviously, on the pylon catch um, when we first saw him in the Tampa Bay game. Um, but we haven't seen much scrambling from him, and I don't want to see scrambling from Carson Wentz. That's for sure. Drunk Gerard. I do, yeah. But I do think that. Um, yeah, yeah. But I do think that it's it's uh, we're going to Carson Wentz now, paying him a lot of money, and we have to see what we what we're going to get out of him because obviously he is a free agent at the end of the season, as is Taylor Heineke, and we don't know what this team is going to do at that position. Yeah, uh, Andy, I'm now going to give the floor to you, my friend. I know you've got a very <laughs> Very interesting view on the Heineke Wentz, my friend. Yeah, yours, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, if, if, if you're going to answer your question first, I don't care who's quarterback, as long as you win. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, you can throw me there as you win. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, so I'm not a Heineke guy. I'm not a Wentz guy. I'm like, I'm the guy who... A Sam Howell guy? Games. Whoever wins me games, Bob. Uh, you know ben I mean? Nuttall on our um, Facebook group says, uh, do we see what we've got with Howe? Interesting point, just briefly. Well, right now, do we see what yeah, we've got Yeah, so, right uh, yeah. Ben said, no, 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 no. fairly obvious one. He says, do we start Heineke or Wentz next game? But also, is there, what point do we see what we got with how? I mean, Ben, to answer your question, for me personally, we don't see him till next season. That's just Yeah, me. exactly, 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 100%. I mean, you know, you, you we were only ever going to see how if, if barring injury to both quarterbacks. That was, yeah. that was the only way you were going to be seeing him. So, so don't get too bogged up about that at this moment. He's, he's for next season. Let, let, let him go for it. As, as uh, Scott mentioned, you know, Heineke might not be here next year. Wentz does have a three-year contract, by the way. He just has no money left after this con- after this year. <laughs> so we technically, we could, he still could be on our books. All right, this was no guaranteed. So we could call him and obviously, yeah, that's the one-year rental that we had. Or he's still here. Do you see what I mean? So it just depends if we try and renegotiate with him or not, really. Um, now, my thing going forward these past kind of uh, few weeks, especially the 49ers game, like more recently, you know, Ron told us before before the game, he says, you know, if he makes any mistakes, Heineke's out, Wentz is in. So first of all, you put unnecessary pressure on your own quarterback. Then when you see the game, Scott Turner was playing to Heineke's weaknesses. What do we know about Heineke? He, he can't stay in the pocket. He's not very good there. And also what we do, making him stay there. And then what was he doing as well? He was making him throw the deep ball. Now, Heineke, I, I, you know, Heineke actually played very well. I think he played better than what they thought he was going to be. And they thought, I reckon they thought they were, they were going to bring in Wentz in the first half. But being that, being that Heineke played so well, they couldn't take him out. Do you see what I mean? So then when it came, so I reckon it was a, a Scott Turner and a Ron thing saying, look, make tail look bad. I think because they knew they were going to lose this game. So it didn't matter if, if Heineke was in here or Wentz was in there. Do you see what I mean? So then the second half came, and then obviously he made loads of mistakes. But the reason why I say this as well is because you played to uh, Heineke's weaknesses. But when you got Wentz in, 
we had, we, had the, we had this amazing short game that came along. Like, where was that? Where was that for Taylor for the last five weeks? You see I me? Mean? Unbelievable, unbelievable. And you know, and then obviously Carson does his thing and 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 dumps a nice little uh, you know 20, 25 yarder you know, for a touchdown. Only a throw that Carson can make. But our offensive line is gash. And that's the thing of like they get so much pressure on Carson. They were blitzing him straight away. That's why he was throwing so short. But the thing is, is that those plays were actually made. That makes sense. They were called by Scott. It wasn't just a oh an off-schedule play and I'll, I'll throw it to the flat it, or a check down. It was actually scheduled plays. So he was scheming because they knew they were going to blitz him. So they just kept on throwing a short, throwing a short, throwing a short. And then and then when he didn't blitz him, then he went long. You see what I mean? Which is a better way to play with, 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 with Wentz, to be fair. You're trying to utilize him a little bit better. And I just think they shafted, they shafted Heineke to get Wentz back in because they need to sit down and say, look, you know, we put I've put my I put my career on, on, on the line with, with getting Wentz in a 28 mil a year. I, I think I think him and Scott Tim drew up a, a plan to, to make Taylor look even worse than what he was. And I think Taylor kind of stuck fingers up at them and said, I'll fucking show you. You know what I mean? Up until the fourth where it all went wrong. But uh, yeah, so that's my kind of uh, kind of uh, cons- possible conspiracy theorist idea. But I, yeah. I do think that is uh, it's possible. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, Freddie put in our little group chat before. Obviously, Freddie's uh, Freddie's at work today. That's why he, he couldn't make it. Um, he put like he was concerned about the O line and uh, Heineke. Freddie basically said Heineke. He felt Heineke was scapegoated. Um, he said he hopes he's you know he's going to eat his words, but he he knows Carson has a better arm. Uh, but I'm scared because he holds the ball forever. Um, it's an interesting take, right, Scotty? I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of going to wrap up the show now, but it is interesting. Where, it's going to be interesting if we do go back to Wentz. Is there any difference in Scott Turner? Are we going to take, because, you know, I think they made a point on uh, on the game commentary on Saturday that Terry McLaurin was hardly targeted, really. He made that one great play remember, down the middle where he caught it over his head. Yeah. Very much very much like the, remember the Chargers game at the back first game last season. It was kind of a, a similar kind of catch to that. I mean, it you know, the guy's incredible. I would like to see him targeted more. I don't think we go, you know, don't get me wrong, we've got great offensive weapons, but I don't think we draw up enough to get Terry in the game. When he's there, he's very noticeable because it's big down the field plays, you know, and everyone for all the criticism Heineke got for a noodle arm, you know, he has found Terry with some absolute bombs down the field. And to be fair, Terry's been Terry and he's made them plays themselves. But, you know, I'd like to see Terry involved a little bit more because I don't feel, I don't think we look at because it's Terry and oh, you know, he's double cup, yada, 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 you know, he's covered this, he's covered that. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I mean, the thing is, you, you look at, you look at um, Jefferson, from the Vikings, he gets mm-hmm. double teamed, treble teamed all the time, and he gets the he ball a hell of a lot still, still. He still he still gets it ten to twelve receptions minimum every mm-hmm. game, and he gets yeah. one to two hundred plus yards per game. You know <clears> the, the guys the guys elite. When you when you are elite, you make sure you that guy get eats. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You put it in the places where you know where Cutters knows where he can put it, and Jefferson will come down with it. Same with Terry. Mm. Yeah, but our guys have got to do it more. You look you know at all the good. You look at Gronk when he was with Brady, good one of the greatest tight ends ever to play the game. He knew before he turned, the ball was coming. Brady trusted him. He trusted Brady. You know what I mean? We need to be like that with Terry. Let Terry get out of his route. The ball needs to leave whoever is at QB. Leave their hand before he's made his cut. And you know, you look at all the good teams. Look at like the 49ers. Like you say, look at look at the Vikings. They trust their players to execute these. I don't think Scott trusts. Our players to execute it as, oh, as much as, much exactly. as other teams and do. it's and it's scheme, it's scheme. Mm. That's the thing you say. He makes his scheme like this is my scheme, and you've got to fit into it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not going to fit it. I'm not going to fit it around you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're not changing the style for for, for somebody. No. No. Mm. My scheme is what it is, and you better get get, get your head around it. And you you got to you got to be stuck in that rigid kind of form. Mm. You know what I mean? And I just I just think like I see he's got a massive ego, Scott yeah. Turner. That's why I don't like him. I, I, I'd rather him <laughs> just go, just, just go now and just set. Just, you know what I mean? Sell him. You can buy him. Whatever you got to do, just just get rid of the dude. Yeah, no. I'd rather, I, for I, me, I'd rather take for me with I'd rather take his assistant. Whoever his assistant is now, I'd rather have him running the show. Wow. For me with Terry, um, I agree completely with you with what you've just said. I just think the only thing that doesn't see him on a national stage where we all know he's probably he's he's definitely a top ten receiver. You know, eighth, maybe seventh is probably where around he is. He could be top five. He hasn't had the quarterback play um, that we know because it's been a quarterback carousel for so long. But the only thing that lets him down is his touchdowns. He's always a thousand yard receiver every single year without fail, which is fantastic to see. But the only thing that lets him down is his, t- his touchdowns. And that is scheme. That is down to play calling yeah. and it's down to scheme. Scott Turner um, gets all dizzy when he gets to the red zone. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. But and funnily enough, funnily enough, boys, look at the look at the play that you two called game one. Who yeah. quarterback was Carson Wentz? You called it, you sat there and you said, This is a Terry touchdown before even before even the snap was called. And sure enough. It's a Terry touchdown because Carson Wentz trusted that Terry was down there and it wasn't a Taylor Heineke throw where he's just closing his eyes and hoping for the best that somebody's down there. It mm. was designed properly. It was schemed properly and it worked. That's what we need to see to get our, our guys wide open. I do like the fact that Carson is coming in and he has a already a relationship and a pre-conceived um, idea with Dotson already. We see that that's happened. He's been there through OTAs, through the, all of the season. So he's comfortable with Dotson. He just needs to get that comfortable with Terry um, to understand that these are my weapons and this is what we're going to do. What I do want to see from Carson, if it is Tuesday and tomorrow when they go back to practice and it is him under centre, what I really need to see is a need to see Wes Schweitzer and Carson Wentz taking snap after snap after snap. If you have to stay two hours behind practice, imagine how poor Carson picking day. the balls up or flipping off his ankle. Honestly, yeah, though, yeah. even it's, it's the awful, same. It's the same. It's, it's either over his head or it's down to or his, his feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's you know it was yeah, the same 100%. with Heineke. But the thing it, is, yeah. he's not a centre. He's not a he's centre. Not a centre you see what right. I mean? And I understand the playing him there because he's a better blocker than that Martin fella. But to be fair, he's a centre. Mm. You know the snaps are going to be solid. Yeah, at the very yeah. least, anyway. You know, so I'd put, I, honestly, I'd be playing him there. And, and if Trey Turner's banged up and still struggling, I'd be, I'd be trying to back over to guard and then he'd turn him out because he's a waste of time as well. So <laughs> for me, so for me, yeah, I would I play, play that Martin fella, play, play him centre. He's on one today, and he, <laughs> he, he, he loves the, he loves the trenches, doesn't he? Get he rid of Turner. It. Get with a tr- get both get with a both turners actually get with the both, right? And then you know and then and then play Schweitzer back at white guard. 100%, yeah, most definitely. Uh, let's end the show on a, on a positive note. And now I'm not going to talk about Floyd. Before people were mentioned, I'm not talking about fucking Dan Snyder and hogs suing people. And no, we're not getting into that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, we're not arguing over a mascot. Uh, but ending this show on a positive, <laughs> Scotty. How good was Chase Young, mate? Yeah, very good. Yeah, well, I mean, we we graded him earlier on. Um, Kyle's show, yeah, B plus or for me, um, very, very good. It looks like he hasn't missed a step. As I said before, what I really liked to see was after two plays going against Trent Williams, you know, he's a big boy. We know what Trent's all about, you know, all pro um, left tackle there, best in the game. 
you know, going against him and then running the routes that he was running, knowing that he can trust the knee again, you could see that he's put his thumb up to the sideline saying, I'm okay. You know, and you, you've both said it as well that, you know, he's going across and he's only meant to be playing 12 to 15 snaps. And, you know, he's there in the, at the end of the game, you know, because he trusts himself and he trusts his knee. That's what it was for me with, with Chase Young. It was all about the mental uh, side of it. It wasn't about the physical side of it. I think he's been physically good to go for two to three weeks, but it's great to see that he is physically out there dominating, but he just needed that mental hurdle to overcome to say, shit, my knee is all right. I can play again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it takes a long, long time for a sportsman to do that when you're at that elite level. Um, but yeah, no, no lack of effort from Chase Young there. And what a great time for him to come back with a couple of games to go. It's just going to shore up our uh, defensive line. Yeah, most definitely. And I think James Smith Williams got hurt as well. He did. So he that did. helps. Yeah, you know what I, mean? no, it does I help. was um I was super impressed with Chase. It didn't look like he had missed a beat really. You know, when you see him with the knee he brace on at the start of the game, you're thinking, Oh god, I hope he's okay, you know what I mean? But you know, he it didn't really seem to affect him. I think obviously the knee brace is there for for a little bit of protection, but he seemed to he seemed to push off okay. You know, he was like I think Andy, like you mentioned when we spoke earlier earlier today, he seemed to get back to what him got got him to the dance. You know what I mean? Got mm-hmm. back to the Chase Young defensive rookie of the year kind of Chase Young. You were I was watching him and I was watching some of the some of the plays that he was running. I'm thinking he's listened, he's watched film, he's listened to his coaches, and he's this bought guy, in, and he's bought yeah, into he's it. Bought into what we are trying to do as a defense as what Jack Del Rio wants him to do what Ron Rivera wants him to do he has now bought into this you know he is all about he's learned you can tell he's learned why he's been on the sidelines he just hasn't been wasting his time you can tell he sat down and watched a shit ton of film and you know I could tell that straight away from just watching him play what 18 19 snaps on uh, on Saturday evening maybe a few more actually he was still going in the fourth quarter Ron Rivera went to him and he's like no coach keep me in I'm good but Andy just briefly mate finishing up um were you pleased to see Chase Young back uh, on the field? And like Scotty just said, mate, we, we've got him for the remaining two games. We've got a, we've got a real chance, man, with him on the field. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always been a, I've always been a big fan of Chase. You look at my son, my memorabilia in my house. I've got a lot of Chase Young stuff, signed, uh, signed Chase Young, because I'm a big fan of his. Um, and he was, he was awesome first season. Brilliant. You know, he was the predator, as he called him, you know. Um, when it comes to... Um, obviously, last the second season, he, he, he kind of got a bit. I think he got a bit big headed. Got massive egoed because of the defensive rookie of the year, Adriel Accolade, and that's why he was doing his own thing and it kind of it just messed up the whole scheme of the whole of the whole defense until he got hurt. Um, and then since then, as you mentioned, I totally agree. You know, he, he's brought in, he's brought into it. He's he's, le- he's learned from his mistakes. I think the injuries humbled him a little bit as well. You know, that he isn't Superman. You know, th- those type of things. Um, and I think. You know, it's only going to be good for us, especially going forward. Mm. I mean, he had a great game for his first game back in 13, 14 months. Uh, as, you say, as Scott, you mentioned, he went up against one of the elite left tackles, you know, and Trent. We love Trent until he left us. Um, but, what, you know, and he held his own. He held his own. He even got double teamed a couple of times as well, even with, with Trent on that side, do you see what I mean? So, so you had to bring the left guard across to help him too. Mm. So it shows that Chase is there. He's going to be there. And um, I say it's only going to be good for us, especially going into hopefully, hopefully playoff football if we get there. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, no, uh, guys, I'm I'm with you, mate. I mean, we've still got a chance. We, uh, we go again uh, this Sunday. Win, we could be in. You know, we've still got a great chance. Let's not, you know, we've 49. It's in our hands, mate. It's in our hands. It was a bonus game. As a Commanders fans, we've been here 
so many times come this time of the season you know we don't really care what happens we're just thinking draft and you know you know we're not usually thinking football uh kind of beginning first week in january we are actually still thinking football we've still got a great chance i know there's many commander spans out there that thinks no the season's done hey look when we get in it breeds confidence it breeds everything into this team am i expecting us to go and win the super bowl or get make a deep play no I just want to see us play meaningful football halfway through January. I'd love us three, hopefully, potentially be jumping on a plane to say, look, we're going to go and watch. I've never seen my team playing the playoff game live ever. Hardly ever seen my team playing the playoffs, you know, being supporting <laughs> yeah. 699. You know, I've only seen a few playoff games to be there to experience it. All right, it might be as cold as hell in. It looks like we could be going to Minnesota, guys. But it would be great to go and experience a playoff game, you know, I mean, but all the bad that this organization's had over the last few God knows how many years, and it's all going off again today with Dan Snyder and former players and mascots and oh fuck knows what else i don't really care about all that shit but um <laughs> let's win let's take care of business let's get into the plows but before we go so, scotty andy you two have got your own bloody podcast lads i mean just give it a quick plug i can't have you both on you know you, you know you've gone into the podcast realm uh, i i <laughs> absolutely love the fact that you two are doing a podcast now just tell the listeners of the bunker where they can catch your two dulcet tones Yep, so we've set up a new podcast called The One Point Safety Show. Um, genius idea from uh, Scouse there that, yes, it is actually a football term. I didn't even know it myself that you can get a one-point safety. But yeah, um, we've been going for seven weeks now. We've done seven episodes. The numbers are growing, which is fantastic. Great idea, and I must say from you, Burroughs, you've uh, you put the idea in our heads, planted the seed, uh, and we've run with it. Um, it's still a start out, you know, we're still learning. Um, and if anyone's got any feedback that they can give us while we're on the pod, more than happy to take your ideas. We've got some loyal listeners. The subscribers are going through the roof. Um, we do want to try and keep it as a UK themed podcast. Um, we've got nothing against our American brethren. It's just um, we want to hear it from a UK. <laughs> Scott just declared war in America. And a little Not bit at different, all. isn't it? It's just something totally different. It's a different nah, it's angle. Different. Yeah. It's good. And you can um, you can go and walk your dog while listening to our, our, two, our two dulcet tones for a good half an hour um, and just recap the game, give us a bit of a bit of feedback. And we will want to get some guests on occasionally. We try to get a um, roundtable with the NFC East teams, but unfortunately we were let down by that. But we'll try and do something in the close season to get a bit of uh, an insight on the other teams. Pretty similar to what you did with uh, Dion today. But yeah, we're on the we're, we have a um, a Twitter handle. It's uh, at the One Point Safety Show, I think, Andy, or is it One Point Safety Four? That's right. Yeah, it's One Point Safety at One Point Safety, and then the number four. Yeah, Perfect. Well. Guys, yeah, Scotty, it's been great to have you on. Uh, I wish you, you know, I wish you all the luck in the world with the podcast, my friend. I'm, I'm proud of what you're doing out in the podcast game, my man. It's uh, it's not easy out here, mate. Just don't uh, take my advice. Don't take least into what anyone says on Twitter. They're all fucking full of shit after time. But uh, honestly, you're doing a you're doing a great job, uh, Andy. We are back next uh, next Monday with the Team Nine Eighties. Pete Medhurst is joining us next Monday to talk some uh, Washington Commanders, and you never know, we might be talking about our team in the playoffs. But Andy, I'll catch you next Monday, my friend, and Scotty, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thanks for having me on again. Really appreciate it. Uh, no worries. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of The Bunker. Myself, Andy and Freddie will be back next week. Till next time, everybody, bunker down and stay safe. Stay safe.